0: Well, Jack Dangermont and I would like to thank the editors of FreightWaves for inviting us to have uh, this conversation about how information is transforming the logistics ecosystem. Over the past couple of years, Jack has become a real mentor and, and, a, and a real friend. Um, he has built one of the most powerful information systems in the world, providing more than 350,000 customers a home for geospatial information through their cloud-based platform called ArcGIS. I think of Jack as the Leonardo da Vinci of the, uh, really the architect of the GIS world. Esri is not, only wide, not, not that widely known in logistics, but it soon will be. Today we're announcing that Sabre has joined Oracle, SAP, AWS, Microsoft, and Autodesk as an Esri Alliance partner, and we couldn't be prouder. Saybrook is singularly focused on building companies that harness emerging technology to improve logistics efficiencies. Saybrook has invested, incubated, or managed a little bit more than $200 billion across more than 100 companies over the past 30 years. Today, we wanna really drill down and and talk to Jack about about the importance of information and how important it will become and why you as logisticians and supply chain professionals should really care. Jack, you've helped me adjust my lens to look at the supply chain really as a nervous system and that made a lot of sense to me. Can you explain a little bit to the audience what you mean when you talk about this and why you think it's so important?
1: Well, most of us uh, are really very familiar with nervous systems because we all have them. You know, you get a stimulus, you think about it, and then you respond. It's like something's coming at you and you might duck or you might move away. It's, it's just built into us. And uh, for me, that's uh, really interesting because when we look at the whole planet, what's occurring is lots of changes. Actually, things are accelerating very quickly. And... What's missing in a way is a kind of nervous system for us to respond at a social level or even as an organizational level. You know, I don't suppose most organizations think of themselves as having a nervous system, but in a way computing and measuring things and then thinking about them and computation, you you call it Jonathan, a brain, and then responding, getting that all wired up is is coming coming alive. When I was just a kid, I got really interested in geography. (laughs) Sort of the love of my life, one of them anyway and uh, I love geography because it's actually the science of our world it's the cult you know the science of all the cultural things like land use and population and people and now today uh, you know pandemics uh, but it's also the science of all the spatial natural things like ecology and, and relationships about soils and climate and all of that stuff. So geography that's a really cool. Thing and I fell in love with it. I also fell in love with computing, and bringing these two things together has really made my whole life. It is measuring geographic stuff now more and real, more increasingly in real time, and then putting it into a database and then being able to see it and analyze it and uh, react, just like your nervous system. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine a more applicable space than logistics. I'm- yeah, oh, it is. It's, Peter Drucker talked about this you know, he, uh, in, in
1: different lectures. He talked about the last frontier is spatial logistics, optimizing spatial logistics, because it, it was all about wiring things up and then being able to uh, minimize friction as you move through space and time uh, so that you can achieve optimum solutions. And he did it in all sorts of areas, but this this one, the geographic one, is, and people are starting to wake up. I mean, to make it very real, most of us use things like uh, routing, you know, on our Google things to find where is it, how do I get there along the fastest route? Well, that's just a little tiny glimmer of the complexity that goes in, and, and many of you listening know, and especially you know, Jonathan, that uh, optimizing in a complex Situation where you have many stops, many origins, many destinations, many resistances to find problem solving through, and then wire that all up to real time, like the real time traffic or the real time weather, and Boeing, you've really got an interesting
0: problem, you know. And <laughs> a lot I of I mean, hope. when we think about that nervous system, which I I think is just so uh, apropos uh, to the logistics world, where you know where I've spent my entire life. Um, uh, you know, there, there's some things we know about the logistics world that that you know transformative that are that are that are occurring. I mean, we all know that remote sensors are getting smaller and cheaper. Um, we all know that more assets that move uh, within that network will be sensed over the next five years for sure. Um, in fact, I've seen estimates that you know we're going to have a trillion assets that are sensed, uh, not only freight and equipment, but Actually, the infrastructure uh, will be sensed, and and that that movement and, and the amount of friction, the amount of the amount of impedance within that system, that'll all be sensed. We'll be able to measure that, and we'll be able to do something with it. So, uh, you know, that that means the the amount of raw data that we're going to have at our fingertips is going to grow exponentially. And but but we we also know that. Data is absolutely worthless unless you do something with it right it, it data in and of itself has no value until you organize it and curate it and you know what I find so interesting about about esri I mean I know i always I always tell you you know how blown away I am by by what you guys have have accomplished but it's it it, it you've really created the world's greatest platform for organizing and 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 curating that that data and what excites me about our our partnership is that that we can we together can bring innovation innovators uh, people with great ideas maybe some crazy ideas about how to utilize that information in ways Jack that you and I may never have thought about.
1: Yeah, when I when I first got started, it's it was fun because we would just abstract. Geographic stuff and put it into the computer. I mean you're hitting on something that's really important, and I love that idea that I could do a digital twin inside of the computer, make a map that sort of replicated what was really so, or make a model that replicated things like traffic or uh, runoff or erosion under- or population growth, all those things you could do. but you're hitting on the essence of it, which is the application of that um, knowledge, like your brain you know you could say, well, I see things and I Absorb it all. I'm an intellectual or something. No, it's the ability to respond. So you can see something, you respond. And, and in logistics, it really means measuring it all up, measuring the whole model, and then um, delivering huge benefit, business value, because you can find the optimum way and save money, save time, save pollution. Um, you know, create efficiency, which is what the what the world really needs right now. So I, I love I love, I love love what you're doing. I, mean, I build generic tools uh, for all of you listening. And people like Jonathan have taken that and applied it in particular vertical area, specifically spatial logistics. Other of my customers, like Starbucks, or they pick the right location for stores. And other ones pick the right location for schools. Or other ones look at them and model the spread of uh, COVID, like the Johns Hopkins map that we made Uh, you know, a trillion and a half maps so far this last year, just everybody looking at it. Uh, So the different application settings for digital geography, or what we call GIS, are just immense. And uh, it isn't really very meaningful, except to scientists, of course, to do all this digitizing unless there's an application. So each vertical industry whether it's farming or whether it's oil finding oil, they're all using it to you know, get a business advantage. And, um, and some people are aware of it, you know, Jonathan, and some of them, they don't, they don't get it. I mean, they're looking at the accounting or they're looking at the, the HR management, but the spatial stuff is you know, where the assets really
0: are. You know, Jack, I, 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 I'm sure I've shared with you that you know, um, I had uh, a wonderful, you know, interesting experience to reorganize an airline. Back in the 2000s, um, uh, and you know what we found was the way we were able to kind of fix the business. Uh, this was United Airlines uh, in 03 when they went bankrupt. The way we were able to fix it was purely through information, and it was geospatial information. You know, uh, and and so that was that was a real epiphany for me. And I must say that in logistics, in the freight world, in the in the in supply chain in particular, which I think is a subset of logistics. To me, logistics is anything that moves within a system. Uh, it could be electrons, it can be people, it can be freight. Uh, but within the freight ecosystem, we we don't think about this in 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 a more um, holistic uh, in a more holistic way. Um, but uh, we but we're going to and and you know we have not designed the system so we 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 you know the warehouses can't talk to the truckers and the truckers can't talk to the port and the. And the ships that are landing, you know, we're not sure where they are and, and what containers are on board. And, you know, we've got 60 million containers in the world uh, and they're basically empty, dumb boxes. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. That's all going to change. That's all going to change. Every pallet.
1: I mean, what people talk talk about in, in the digital world is they talk about this digital transformation, whereas, you know, phase one of using computers, we digitize things and we could do accounting and stuff. but when you start to do what you're talking about of integrating the different kinds of information, they suddenly say integrating the information and then changing all the workflow. That's that's transformational, and I like that. I like that term actually. Is that geographic information systems are transforming our world, letting people see through maps and spatial models the whole context differently. You know, I'm. I mean, like like you're saying, it's. I'm not just looking at my segment of the of the supply chain, I'm seeing the whole supply chain and also how it relates to demand and supply. And uh, all of those things are spatial in my world. So connecting them all together and sorting them out so I can actually
0: see it and talk about it and understand it. Now, that, that's the big thing is understanding. And I think one of the things that's really, really exciting about what we're doing um, is that, you know, it's a little bit like like creating the app store for Esri you know where 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 we bring you know uh where we bring to GIS hundreds maybe thousands of innovators who who are coming up with new ideas about how to service a particular portion of the business right you know it, it might be you know trucking it might be rail it might be god only knows what you know uh warehouse management for all we know i mean it but but it's not up to us to decide it's up to us to provide a platform and a language. Um, you know, Jack. Uh, uh, I know we're you know we're kind of short on time, but I I, I do want to say that our our conversation. Uh, you know, uh, the invitees to this conversation is about 120,000 people that have been invited to this. We never know how many people are showing up, but uh, and and I I want us to have a call to action. You know, and and so let me just share with you my brief sort of call to action, and I'd like to hear yours. My first call to action from my community, my community in, in supply chain, is that uh, if if you're in some facet of the supply chain and you need better information, if you would, if you would benefit from better information and, and that information is geo- organized geospatially, call us because we're looking for those opportunities. We're looking to focus in. Um, on particular segments of the supply chain to say, how can we improve the efficiency within that supply chain? How can we reduce the environmental impact of supply chain? As we all know, uh, you know, moving stuff is the single biggest inorganic contributor to global warming. It just straight up. And, And so, and the second call to action is on the other side which is, you know, if you're a software developer to me, you're a tool maker, you're an innovator. Um, if you have a scalable tool, you know, visit us, come, come, come talk to us and because we want to provide a platform and we want to facilitate that. Um, but let me, let me turn it over to you, Jack. Uh, uh, you know, again, uh, you, you really are the Leonardo da Vinci of this, of this world and I'm just, I couldn't be happier to have, have our, our friendship. But wh- what's the call to action? Well, I think you touched on some of them.
1: In my lifetime, I used to do projects one by one, and then I built software that allows other people to do projects, but they would be large, you know, kind of wonky projects that you needed to, you know, sophisticated knowledge about geography and GIS to do. In the last couple of years, we've been working on opening up our platform, and you said the magic word, opening up the platform with open APIs so that Software developers could take it and make it embed maps. Okay, maps. Everybody does maps, Google Maps, and so on. But also spatial analytics, uh, sophisticated routing, sophisticated origin-destination, okay, sure. to be able to support complex decision making. I mean, so much of what you talk about is is complicated, but through geography, you can learn these basic tools and magically embed them inside another inside of other applications. Salesforce just did it, by the way. They just embraced our whole uh, mapping and geography platform inside of their apps. And, and a lot of other ones, SAP is doing the same thing with their Hana engines and Autodesk and others. But that's off subject. The main thing is, you know, my big message is, take a look at GIS as it can help, just like it's doing with Jonathan, transform logistics. But it's not just logistics, it's seeing, understanding, you know, understanding the location, decision, all that kind of stuff. That's what turns me on. You know. And it's becoming more pervasive. Yeah,
0: you know, I, and it's really, our conversations, Jack, have really uh, uh, changed the way I look at look at things. It's changed the companies we've acquired. It's changed how we have rolled them out. I mean, we have a very large uh, construction logistics business. We look at the construction business very differently. I mean, we've grown that business now. We'll do a little over $8.5 billion this year in that business. Um, In part because we we look at it differently. I mean, what GIS is to me is so powerful. Is it's it's a it's a very interesting way to organize information, and a very unique way to organize information. You know, years ago, um, uh, you'll remember way back when, uh, you know, before even Lotus 123, you know, somebody came up with a spreadsheet. It was actually a guy. There is a guy that is credited with having invented the spreadsheet. Remember uh, VisiCal, right? He worked for VisiCal. Well, that was an interesting way to organize data. You put it in a cell and you can begin to apply a formula to that cell and you can begin to uh, measure and compare and begin to see patterns within those cells. Well, that was an interesting way, but that was 30, 40 years ago. I kind of think of GIS a little bit the same way in a much more advanced way. Instead of being a dumb spreadsheet, a dumb spreadsheet that I have to put intelligence into, I have to create the intelligence of each cell. GIS says, no, no, no. We have latitude, longitude, altitude, and and that's, that's partly our intelligence. And we're organizing data in much the way you organize data in a spreadsheet. But it just happens to be a very smart cell. It's a it's a very, it's a different way of looking at it. I uh, you know it's very powerful. Well, there's one there's one interesting
1: distinction that you're making is we do use spreadsheets, all of us do it, and relational databases, which are kind of big spreadsheets. You know, uh, about a geography, you can actually lay different data sets on top of each other and see through them and build the relationships. So in a spreadsheet, you're stuck in your little data set. But I can actually integrate every kind of data using geographic layers. And that gives me the relationship, for example, between the weather and traffic and, uh, and soils and runoff. And all of it can come together, the whole science of our world. One of the things that I'm so fascinated about you, Jonathan, is that you drive, um, you drive efficiency and you just have a passion about it. And some people will say, oh, that's great for business. The way I see it is it's great for our world. Because we have to learn as a society to do uh more with less. And that's just that and that's really, you know, picking up that additional fifteen percent or twenty-five percent from uh doing like UPS or FedEx does routing their trucks better. Uh wow, that saves twenty-five percent of fuel, you know, and pollution and all of that. So I mean, I think your passion uh about driving with spatial logistics to me uh is I mean, we have a natural alliance here. I really appreciate the relationship. Uh,
0: it's really neat. I've, I've, I've studied sort of efficiency and innovation for many, many years, and I've yet to see anything that's good about inefficiency. There's almost, right. really, I mean, you, you'd think there would be something, that's right? Like, what, what is good yeah. about inefficiency? Nothing. Nothing is good. Nothing. And we can create enormous value, social value enormous social value um, as well as economic value through squeezing out the inefficiencies and within supply chain, it is enormously inefficient because our information systems are so opaque. Um, And that's precisely what we did in the airline context. We went from 70% uh, uh, utilization of available seat miles, that is a seat moving through the air, um, to almost uh, you know, well into the 90s, that was just what I mean. That's just pure. We burn less fuel. We use less labor. We, we you know, it's just a better system. When you're more efficient, it's a better system. Other than not having the empty seat next to you, which people complain to me all all the time that we took all the empty seats out. But you know, anyway,
1: he used it. You used an interesting word, which is transparent and. It's one of the elements that I like to think about with GIS is that you can really see it. You see not only the content, but you see the context. Like Take the, the Corona curve. map uh, from Johns Hopkins. I mean, literally half the world looked at that map many times. And we still make, make four, four or 5 billion a day and you can see in a transparent way what's going on. And that kind of collective insight changed change. everybody's understanding of what was going on with the disease and being able to take that same transparency way of thinking and, and have, for, for example, everybody in the business, see what's, where are my trucks? What is, what is going on? Where are we, where do we have problems? You know, one uh, of my colleagues said, where, why does our, why are our sales in South Illinois always so bad? You know, <laughs> and he could it on a map and it was, uh, it just changed his whole business because he was able to go in and, And do geographic management. Or when we were shutting down Ebola in West Africa, uh, we shut Ebola down by getting and taking a geographic approach. WHO did, I should say. Uh, And once you saw it on the map, they set up zones. And, you know, we can't do that so well with COVID, but they certainly were able to within that disease parameter.
0: You know, being able to, I mean, you you can't fix something that you don't know about. And and being able to look at uh, you know, I mean, we, we have four different trucking companies and, and, and being able to look at those, the productivity of those underlying assets, whether the, it's the equipment or the people, and being able to say why, for example, you know, why are our our our, our, our dr- drivers in New Jersey, uh, you know, so much more productive than our drivers in Los Angeles? What are those groups?
1: As you, it causes you to ask questions. Like the big thing that we're working on now is COVID distrib- vaccine distribution. And it has two problems. It has really three problems. But one of the problems is where do you put the places to get vaccinated? That's a location allocation problem. And in some states like Georgia and here now, starting in California, we're able to find the optimal location to serve the mass population. And, and another one is what's the status of it? You know, like how come in Georgia they're ahead of us in California for getting <laughs> sake? <laughs> and then there's then there's the issue of how you go from origin link destination, that is, get the vaccine from the factory to, you know, on ice and six, so to the right places at the right time. So that's a space-time optimization plan. And you know, people often say, well, gosh, you know, we're, we're really lagging. We're all screwing up. You know, there's all kinds of political nonsense about that. Everybody's doing their best. But spatial logistics can really help. And in these estimates, we're just comparing certain states who have been applied it and other states that haven't. The states that have applied it really are ahead. My God! And so
0: it says what you're saying is there's no excuse Use. for inefficiency. Nobody wins with inefficiency. Nobody wins. Well, Jack, I, I know Nobody our time wins. is uh, running out, and I, I just want to tell you, and I want to tell the audience that we intend to, uh, uh, you know, make a, make a Push splash it. and and make a difference uh, <laughs> in in the yeah. logistics world for sure. Uh yes. and and I couldn't be prouder to have you as my partner.
1: Likewise, thank you very much, Jonathan. I appreciate all the audience all right. listening. Thank, thank you. you.